love all of you leaders who are listening right now. I appreciate all of you more than you could possibly imagine. Everyone who's in this room, we're so thankful for you too. Uh, thrilled to be here. We've got uh, some church planters here in uh, with us as well. Uh, Kirby and Danielle are the They are going to be launching a church in Tacoma, Washington, or outside of Tacoma, uh, not too long from now. When do you guys launch your church? September 2020, so they've got a, got a year just learning and growing and getting everything all together, so uh, they're here with us today, but happy to have you guys, and we're praying for you. Uh, it's very, very easy. There's no problems at all with church planting. It's a breeze. There are no issues whatsoever. <laughs> Woo! Proverbs. Let's go. Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. Uh, verse 26, but it, it is the best thing in the entire world, honestly. We, we have absolutely loved it. And to see a family come together and community come together and lives be changed and transformed like we just heard about Jeff and, and others, uh, it's just, you know, this is God's idea. Church was not man's idea. It was God's idea. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we all get to be uh, a part of this glorious mission. Uh, but I am still on this journey um, for the next few months. I'm reading a proverb a day in accordance with the day. So, yeah. you know, today's the 7th or 18th, 17th? What's today? 17th. So I read the 17th today and uh, read the 16th, but I'm doing the same thing every month. So you kind of read and, and, and pick up new things. And I came across this uh, verse of scripture, uh, Antigua, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to just kind of dig into it. Proverbs 16, 26. It says, the appetite of laborers works for them. Their hunger drives them on. Uh, so uh, there's a little title for today's talk. It's Hunger Pains. Uh, uh, hunger Pains. Uh, when you uh, read through the New Testament, uh, you see uh, Jesus a number of times being moved with compassion. Uh, I heard one pastor put it. I'm going to do some study on this myself. But he, he said that was actually a new word in Greek. Um, it was a word that hadn't been used before or uh, with some of his language around this. It was just kind of, con it, it, what it means is, you know, there's something happening on the inside of you. There's something taking place deep within your soul. It's like this turning in your gut. So you can see over and over again Jesus being, being moved like this. You can see his, his compassion uh, driving him. And uh, so I'm reading this verse of scripture, and it says, the appetite of the laborers works for them. Their hunger drives them on. Yeah. It's like there's something in them that is yeah. pushing them forward. Yeah. That's good. That's good. There's something in them that makes them keep going. There's something in them that makes them keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Uh, here in uh, the States, uh, we had the NBA Finals not too long ago, and Kawhi Leonard led the uh, Toronto Raptors to the championship. And how he wrote it, uh, he has this little saying, the board man gets paid. Uh, it's about somebody going to grab rebounds all the time. It's just the idea of this work ethic. Board man gets, gets paid, which, which means I'm in, I'm in such... Uh, hunger and desire to, to yeah. get this rebound, to, to yeah. push my team yeah. forward. Yeah. I'm just going to keep on, I'm just going to keep yeah. on going a little bit yeah. further, yeah. a little bit yeah. faster, a little bit harder than everybody else. Yeah. So yeah. I'm reading this and I'm like, man, 
Their hunger drives them on. 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 So I was just wondering, you know, what what moves you? Like what? Yeah, that's good. What drives you on? Yeah. Is it the praises of people? That's real. Is that what drives you on? Is that the thing that makes you keep going? Like if you don't get praise from people, you're just, you're, you're, you're going to quit. Yeah. You're going to start to think there's something wrong with everybody else. You're going to start wow. to think nobody's for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not wanted here. This wow. is not the church for me. Wow. This is not the team. For, shoot, this is not the marriage for me. Wow. This is not the job for me. Because you need people in order, in order for you to stay engaged with something. You have to have the praises of people. Now, of course, we all appreciate a pat on the back at times and words of encouragement. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking this is the thing that drives you because these labors, their appetite, it works for them. It, it drives them on. But this is yeah. what, what, what drives all of us. All of us are getting up for yeah. some reason. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're doing what we do for some reason. Like yeah. there's a motive behind it. There's a driving force behind what we're doing. And I'm trying to dig at for a second, what is your driving force? And what is my driving force? Is it the praise of people? Is it, is it money? Is that why you get up? Is that why you're doing what you're doing? Is that the motivation? And again, it's not a total bad thing because you need it to pay bills, right? I mean, I'm all for living on faith, but at some point in time, that faith is going to turn into some money so I can pay some <laughs> bills at some point in time, you know, yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'm okay with that. But, but is that your driving factor? Is a driving yeah. factor for you, is, is, it, is it money? Because if, if it's money, it just, man, I'll tell you this. I have even learned in ministry, people can do it for money. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's real. Wow. I think that's your driving factor. But not even just ministry. Some of the most noble occupations, people are being driven by this hunger and desire for wealth. And again, I'm I'm not against wealth. I actually want you to have a whole bunch of it. I pray you have more of it than your whole family. I hope you have it for generations to come. I hope you generation after generation after generation, you're like leaving a legacy. That's my prayer, my hope for every one of us. But if that's the driving factor of your life, if that's the thing that keeps pushing you forward, I'm just telling you, I don't think that's the right motive. That in and of itself. So, it's possible to be in a place God called you to be and you be preoccupied with hunger pains right. for something else. Wow. Wow. So I think about Judas. Wow. And I think about Judas being in the presence of Jesus, mm. called by God, right. yep. set to be one of the 12 apostles. Wow. He is in the presence of God with skin on and he gets distracted by 30 pieces of silver. I mean, for Judas to be picked, guys, he wasn't like the worst person. As a matter of fact, when, when he went to go betray Jesus, the other disciples were like, well, he must be going to pay some money for the poor. 
Like they didn't know yeah. he was the one. It wasn't like he was some yeah. sore thumb that was sticking out. And like, yeah. oh, we know. Oh, when Jesus said, somebody's going to betray me. They're like, oh, it must be Judas. We know it's going to be Judas. <laughs> no one knew. That's why they were like, hey, John, ask Jesus. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? You're close yeah. to him. You got your head on his chest. Ask him. Who's it going to yeah. be? No yeah. one knew. Yeah. Wow. He's in the presence yeah. of his Savior. Yeah. And he has hunger pains for 30 pieces of silver. His appetite. Hunger drives him on. You can be married, God giving you the right person. Because once you're married, that is the right person. <laughs> you can have hunger pains for a co-worker. God's given you a gift. And you've got something else driving you on, driving us on. So I I just, just, again, I'm kind of unwrapping this a little bit. I'm about to be done here. It says, uh, I thought, there's some things I want us to be hungry for. Some things I want us to be hungry for. Uh, as, a, as a team, some things I want us to be hungry for as a church. The first thing is the presence of God. Yes. I want us to be so desperate for his presence. I want us to be a team and a church that is hungering and thirsting for the things of God. I want us to be like Moses who said, I'm not going if your presence does not go with me, okay? I'm just not interested. I'm not interested in starting any other campuses. I'm not interested in starting any other ministries. I'm not interested in raising up any more leaders. I'm not interested in anything if your presence is not there. I don't care if the song is awesome. If your presence isn't on it, I don't want to sing it. I don't care if the building is cool. If your presence is not there, I don't want to go. I don't care if the person's beautiful. If your presence is not there, I'm not interested. I want your presence. I want us to be a team, a church, a people that is so hungry for the presence of God that God cannot help but want to respond because we keep on responding to his grace and love that's drawing us close. I want us to be, I want us to be hungry for the presence of God and I want us to be hungry for the people of God. I want us to be hungry for the, I want this to drive us on. For God so loved the world. Yeah. That's it. So do I. Yes, sir. Yeah. For God so loved the world. So do I. Yeah. For God so loved the world. So do I. I want us to be a people that love the people of God. Like everyone that God created, we look at them eyeball to eyeball. When when a beautiful uh, Mayan walks in, we we look at them eyeball to eyeball. When when somebody who's in a wheelchair walks in, we look at them eyeball to eyeball. When a seven foot one NBA basketball player walks in, we look at them. 
eyeball to navel, and then we look at their eyeballs and we say, you are valued and you are loved. I don't care where somebody might be in the socioeconomic scale. For us, we have, we have a hunger. What drives us on is the people of God. I want us to be those types of folks that we don't look at people as commodities. We don't look at them as an ends to a uh, means to an end. Like, yeah. what can I get out of you for me? Yeah. No, it's like, what can I pull out of you for the cause of Christ? Yeah. Why did God put you on this planet? Yeah. Why, what's your purpose? What's your yeah. destiny? Let me help yeah. that become yeah. realized. And what you need is not to wander around. You got to get planted in church. You got to have great community around. You need some people that are going to encourage you and challenge you and hold you accountable and hold up your arms. All right, I'm almost done here. Almost done here. Cultivating correct hunger. How do you cultivate a correct hunger? I wanted to use the word cultivate because our conference is not too far away. Which I'm excited about. Cultivating correct hunger. How do you do it? How do you do it? One, the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Obviously, many people read this to me. And if I give God a little bit of my delight, he'll give me whatever I want. Wrong. You delight yourself in the Lord, and he transforms your desires to be the of his. That's what we want. How do I get correct hunger? How do I get correct hunger? Because some of us right now might be hungering for some things we don't want to be hungering for. How do I get my hunger right? Go back to your first love. Go back to being on your face. Go back to being in your word. Go back to worship. And you stay in that prayer closet until your heart breaks for the things God's heart breaks for. You stay in that place until you are weeping. You stay into that place until your heart is heavy with the things that God's heart is heavy for. You stay on your knees until they hurt. I'm not talking like a little drive-by little, I went through McDonald's kind of quick meal. I'm talking, you stay in the presence of God and you put that song on repeat as long as it needs to be on repeat until your heart is filled with the presence and the purpose of God so you are reminded of who God called you to be and what he wants you to be after. Next thing to cultivate correct hunger, then I'll be all done here, is fight familiarity. Fight it. Fight familiarity. We got these wonderful uh, teenagers in here uh, for our for our internship, and I love it. Uh, the great thing is that they're being raised in the house of God. Yeah. The scary thing is they're being raised in the house of God. <laughs> that's real. Yeah. yeah, that's real. Because if they choose yeah. to get familiar, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Man. just like any of us. Yeah. Yeah. If we choose to get familiar, we can be like a Judas. In the very presence of God and choosing 30 pieces of silver. But for us, for us, for us, I just, I don't mean to make it too weighty, my apologies. Uh, I just don't, I, 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 I want to make sure, I want to make sure that, that our, who we are and where we're trying to go runs deeper than just skin level, okay? Yeah, it runs yeah. deeper than just surface. I, I want there to be such a core to us that is pushing us forward, that the appetite that is driving us, that, that the hunger that is driving us is so authentic and pure that God yeah. is judging our motives and putting those things in alignment and in order. So I'm so glad we got these teenagers being raised yeah. in the house of God, but they've got to look to us and they got to see that we're not getting familiar. They got to yeah. see that we're not 
not getting yeah. casual. They got to yeah, see yeah, that yeah, this yeah. is not becoming mundane to us. They got to no, see that yeah. when it's time for a huddle, that we're there. That yeah. is when it's time to worship, we're there. That is yeah, when time for altar good. call, we're praying. Yeah. When it's time for connect group, we're fired up. When yeah. it's time to open up our Bible, yeah. we want to open up our Bible. Because yeah. if they don't see it in us, then how are they going to know this yeah. thing? So yeah. we got to yeah. set this example for these folks. And I, I want us to fight that familiarity. That what we are in right now is an absolute move of God. Yeah. What we are experiencing is a slice of heaven on yeah. earth. What we are experiencing is God going and breathing on us. That's what we are experiencing right now. And it is literally just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much on the horizon that God is wanting to do in us and through us. But I want us to have the right hunger. I want us to be thirsting for the right things. We're not thirsting for Instagram followers. We're thirsting for to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We're not thirsting for people to applaud us. We're thirsting for people to applaud the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And whatever comes with that, whether that's applause or that's us being thrown in prison, it doesn't matter. Right. We just want to make sure we are about the King of Kings yeah. and the Lord of Lords. We want to make yeah. sure our hearts are fixed and focused on Him. Yeah. That's what I want happening on the inside of each and every one of us. So, I love you a ton. Random verse, but it's been messing with me a little bit to make sure I dig into, Earl, what is your hunger? What is driving you? And I want these things to be driving me. I love you guys. Guys, a ton. I love every one of you leaders. Hey, let's keep on our let's keep our focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You love